0: Welcome to the Chairsoft Show, your weekly airsoft podcast featuring airsoft reviews, players, sites, shops, etc., etc. Interviewing them on working in the airsoft community and uh, just getting their general stories from the airsoft world. Joining me this week, I am joined by Kenny, aka Sneaky Blinder, aka Mr Skirm Shop UK, aka My Clay Journey. <laughs> I think that's covered pretty much everything you go yeah. under. Hey Kenny, how you, How are you?
1: Not too bad, thanks. Hey, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, not bad, thanks. So, Good, yeah. as I stated there, Kenny's got his finger in quite a few pies at the moment, so we're going <laughs> to cover some of those throughout this evening. Uh, really, cover my pie. Wanted... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what we're going to begin with is Skirm Shop and okay. uh, Skirm Shop UK as well. So. Obviously you were involved with the airsoft community. When did you become involved with Skirm Shop initially? Um
1: well what happened was the story The the story goes is I started airsofting, um <clears throat> just with an AEG, and then I met Mark Hutchins, Hutchie, um in yep. a bush. Um and then the dog tag, the <laughs> local site, yeah, just in a bush, I was like hi and that was it, we just became friends and then he shot me in the face. Um but <laughs> uh, yeah, we became friends. Then he, we were at Apocalypse Airsoft and we saw, I saw these bushes walking around. I thought, oh, that looks pretty cool. And um, they were, that was James, uh, Kicking Mustang and Phil Osborne. Uh, and H- Hutchie said, oh, I'm going to play in this, this really tough event against them. So I was like, that sounds cool. Then I got invited to in the event. I built a suit. Um, Paul Smith said it looked like I'd burned it. So that was always good. Um, it was shit. My first suit was shit. But, um, yeah, <laughs> built a suit, then got a with them. And then I never really heard of Skirm Shop until I saw that James had, uh, in some group chat, saying about he'd bought some parts. So I wanted to build a sniper rifle, and they all told me what bits to get. So I bought them from Skirm Shop NL. Um, just kind of like the shop. I always thought it was a bit cool. Um, and then when we went to France for the first time, I drove James out there. Uh, he was invited out there, and I fancied it. So I drove him out there. And um, I met Barry, um, and he was there. So, obviously, Barry from Skirm Shop. And within 10 minutes of meeting him, he's just a wicked guy. Um, I literally shook his hand and said, One day I'm going to be part of Skirm Shop. And he laughed, and that was it. We both laughed. We had a couple of beers. And then, next, somehow, I have no idea how, I ended up being, I'm, you know, a, I'm not a big part, but a small part of, of Skirm Shop as it opened in the UK. Um, so, that's pretty much how it. Was born. I just ended up Dan, um, Dan Jones. Uh, a mechanic. Mechanic,
0: yeah.
1: He was. He seemed to be such a good person to you know start going shop UK. His sniping knowledge, you know, his knowledge on parts is ridiculous. Um, uh, and and he's already you know he's got a quite good rapport with the community as well. Um, so it was kind of a no-brainer. And the way he his position in career, it kind of just fell into place um and i said to dan at the time i said i live local i live quite close to him so i said it's a lot of work on your shoulders and i could give you you know i can help you um yeah if you ever get stuck you know in the shit so it ended up i was part of it so we went over to the netherlands and saw how they operated things because i think that barry and wes's vision was to have to have it run kind of the same way because the community obviously was liking it um, and how it was, you know, the service they were providing. So we had to kind of, we wanted to kind of do the same thing. But Dan really has done such an amazing job um, since we opened in January. I mean, I go to the warehouse every Monday uh, and give him a hand because obviously most orders are over the weekend. Um, yeah, yeah. And we kind of get stuck the People order
0: when they want to go, people order when they're thinking of stuff at games and stuff, don't they? So exactly, I, I can imagine yeah. Mondays are pretty
1: manic for you guys it's been crazy I mean in the beginning it was you know a bit. we didn't know what to expect and then when the orders start rolling in I think because obviously the brand Skirm Shop had already been around um, it just they just started rolling in and rolling in and rolling in and it was a bit overwhelming because it was it was so good and the, the feedback we were getting from people was amazing um, so now what we try and do when we go there Dan comes up with some great ideas I mean his, con- his content's good he just gives you know, honest opinions on parts, and I do like the fact that he's got skirmishot, and he's and he's got um, sniper mechanic. But I don't feel like he's ever ruined either with the other, you know, because obviously he's got a sniper mechanic blog uh, where he does reviews and whatnot. But I don't think he's ever said, "Oh, I think this is shit," and then gone and sold it. Uh, I think he's kind of tried to keep that quite close. To you know the way he wants to run the company because he doesn't want to be a hypocrite and if he thinks something's shit he kind of says it um yeah which is the way that's should one be. thing
0: i've noticed he's, he's very good at keeping the uh the actual sniper mechanics side of it and the skirmish shop side of it as two different entities as well which is something i've picked up on quite mm. recently actually just looking at the way he runs the blog and then does all the uh reviews and stuff and the way that. You see Skirm Shop's presence on the uh, social media side as well. It's two very different entities from the same man, Mm -hmm. which is I think sometimes gets lost because at the end of the day uh, there's a lot of retailers that may want to just turn the quick buck and they may not think something's great, but they'll sell it anyway.
1: Mm. One thing thing I can
0: think of at the moment that retailers are starting to stock, even though a lot of sites have banned them, is the 40 mics yeah which you know I could yeah. at the end of the day, if people can't use it, why well, are they going to go and spend their money on it?
1: yeah it's odd, I mean, we haven't got what no, I was going back to what Dan was saying i mean he's what what Dan's been doing, i think yeah is good um but the term shop's just got a very he's got very good support, and I mean Dan whenever we talk he's he loves the people that are part of it um who support it, who buy from it, who message you know he's he's in there instantly he's on messaging people and if he doesn't get back to someone it's because he's talking to someone else trying to help them you know and then he's always he's always working he's always keen and he's always trying to come up with good ideas as well to try and benefit airsoft because it's been a bit of a dark yeah. place um, which everyone knows and social media front it has been tough so he always says to me i'm just going to keep pushing through putting content out trying to help people and trying to developed because this is what he does well He, you know he's a bit of a mad genius the warehouse does turn into a bit of a shithole if i'm honest because he's that sort of guy you know he's just mm-hmm. mad he just builds and everything he's working on stuff um and he's like the nutty professor but yeah, yeah he's just trying to do a good thing i mean with barry and wes 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 is no one really talks about wes and wes keeps himself in the background quite a lot but they're both lovely guys. They really are. I'd vouch for them any day. I've met them a lot. I've spent a lot of time with them, you know, and they, they're yeah. real decent guys. And Weg is also, he's very similar to Dan. He's a bit of a background genius. Um, he doesn't like being put in this, being in the spotlight. He, um, but I mean, he, I think he'd be fine with it, but it's just not the sort of guy he is. Barry's kind of more the face and more the business sort of technical
0: I think the best way is Barry's the voice of the business
1: and Wes is exactly, the yeah. guy
0: behind the scenes making everything come together in the but background. He does, and he does
1: it well. And that's... Yeah, Dan. Dan's kind of stepped up, I think, because he's got a, quite a big ahead of him because he's already got a name he has to keep up, which is Skirmishot, and he has to do both of those jobs. So, I mean, looking at it, there's so much that goes into setting up a company like this, selling these sorts of parts. is crazy. There's so much, down to shipping and issues and it's just I mean Scrum Shop had so many issues from the beginning and I've saw, seen all the pain they went through and now finally it's starting to they're starting to be ironed out now and it's really becoming quite a well-oiled machine and we're yeah, really just
0: say, now yeah you, you don't hear many bad words about Scrum Shop to uh, w- within not.
1: the community which is good but and that's what we don't want not we're not because we, we don't want a bad have any bad words because hopefully we're doing everything right to keep everyone happy um and just trying to, you know, build Airsoft, grow with Airsoft to become a better business and and really just a better community. As I said, it's been a dark place and all I ever say is it'd just be nice for everyone to start pulling together. I mean, IWA was really, really good when we went there because we met other retailers there and it was nice. We are standing there having beers with the guy who owns platoon stores and I'm suddenly thinking, this is how it should be, you know. If, yeah. You know, that he, he's a lovely guy and everyone's just everyone's well, most people are just nice people. Um, you should be just helping each other out at going for a beer. And and Dan, Dan started working with loads of other retailers and some more bespoke guys. Um, you know, doing bespoke things, trying to, you know, rebuild those relationships, which I think should be across the board. You don't really see that in any industry, but I think it's a good thing. Airsoft is a community. It's supposed to be like a community sport, and that's, I think it needs to get back to that. Um, it just yeah, definitely yeah,
0: yeah. has been a bit tough yeah this is something i was discussing the other week with uh james from bespoke airsoft we were saying about mm. how the community can get really toxic at times and it it needs to just come together at the end of the day it is a community rather than just trolling people help each other out you know yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's like with you guys um I actually had a guy come up to me the other week and ask about um, a rifle that was having an issue. I think the guy mm. bought it it hand. And uh, th- like he's come up to me. I don't really know anything about Tekken, but I'm sort of sat there thinking, well, hang on. Dan will know. He deals with a lot of sniper rifles. So straight away, throw him in touch with Dan. You know, what's the, what's the issues with that? Okay, That's yeah, there may be people yeah. local to the guy, but at the end of the day... There's, there's not much about the or Sniper stuff that um, Dan don't he know. I mean, know. Christ, he created the WASP
1: system. Oh, yeah, great. I mean, when I saw that, obviously, I was quite lucky. I see all of the stuff in the background before it's coming out. Kind of know what's in the pipeline to a degree. Um, and I'm, i This is the thing, God, I'm so honest with this, right? People are like, are you part... I get loads of people ask me technical questions because they think, you know, now I'm part of Scrum Shop. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm so honest. I'm no tech, you know, at all. Dan builds everything. I've got another friend Dan who actually builds another rifle for me, just because he's so in tune with the Wolverine Bolt System, um, which can be a finicky little bastard at times, just because of leak, leak, for little loads of issues with leaking and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I just don't tech. I don't know much about tech. I don't really know too much about airsoft. Uh, well, airsoft guns. I just love airsoft, and yeah, I've got a even, you know, it sounds awful, I've actually been pulled away slightly from the skirmishing, there's been so much toxicness, and in, even in gameplay, I have now, well, a lot of it has been to do with the shotgun shooting as well, the clay shooting, but now I've kind of said, this year I'm only going to do big events, so some events and stuff like that, um, Time is obviously a problem for me, because I've got my fingers in all these pies, um,
0: yeah.
1: but yeah, I've never claimed to be a tech, um, but Dan really is, yeah, he's the way to go. There's a lot of guys in the sniper ops group now and they their knowledge is vast. Um, and they're all doing different things and they're all trying to work on different things, which I think is cool. And that's what I think it's all about. A bit of innovation is what it needs. Um, not a lot of people like that because a lot of people kind of go "Why you what you're trying to achieve. But, yeah, I think it's good.
0: Yeah, something I saw the other week as well with... Um, in fact, it was last week. Uh, there was a guy asking a question on a group, um, I wouldn't say which group it was, I think I mm. discussed this anyway, in the solo episode I did, but um, he basically asked a question, and then didn't like the answer he got, so he's was like, oh well I'm just going to carry on doing this this way, and it's like, but why ask the question then, you know, at the end of the day, people <laughs> are sharing their knowledge, we should all be sharing knowledge, and yeah. then working together to make sure that Airsoft is shedding a decent light.
1: Yeah, and that's what's really not happening at the moment. You know, there's lots of conflict and I don't know if it'll ever be resolved. Um, hopefully it all just calms down and there's a lot of people, are. I think the thing is as well, which I think this is kind of coming out of a lot of people doing a lot more. And,
0: yeah.
1: you know, as I said, people are really starting to innovate things and there's a lot of jealousy out there and people don't like people doing well. I've started to notice, I mean, I got my first troll in the clay thing today and yeah. a little bit same sort of thing you know I'm doing quite well is it just because they're jealous that I'm doing so well and they haven't done anything themselves I think there's quite a big element of that a lot of people are innovating and a lot of people aren't liking that yeah. um,
0: and some people don't like competition as well at the end of the day
1: exactly but you've Which... got to just crack on I mean yeah. That, that's as simple as that I mean the whole thing is just go out and enjoy it when you stop enjoying it stop doing it yeah um,
0: exactly or we'll even just take a break for a few weeks because
1: that's I kind mean, of what I'm doing it. with the skill so, and I'm taking a break I'd say um, but I love a milsim, and I like just going I like playing with different people so like I like playing with the ops guys and I love those sniper ops events you know they're really intense and tough but then I've got another group of guys which are uh, the punishers they're an airsoft team and they're just, they're just decent people and I mean nothing's too serious when we, when we, we play the milson obviously we want to do well But at the same time, we have a real good crack. And that's what that when I go and play with them, I think this is
0: what Airsoft's about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why I've sort of started travelling a bit further afield as well with sites. So you can meet new people and play different places. And um, we actually had a game a few weeks back at Draclo Tunnels, a CQB site. It's pitch black. And it was probably one of the best days Airsoft I've had in a long time. Yeah, Just because it was literally, there, there was about 40 people there two marshals running the site and this site's huge as well people don't no. realise just how big it is until they've been down there mm. and literally we had no issues all day it was that to me it's what it's it? an old underground tunnel complex uh, oh, okay. second world war from memory I th- I believe it was an underground factory um, they're, they're doing the history at the moment of it all no. but it's literally just pitch black tunnels about four or five kilometres of just underground tunnels yeah in fact, maybe even more than that, I think they were saying there was a couple of kilometres per tunnel kind of thing. So it is yeah. big. It is huge. And you can get so lost so quickly. I think I lost my respawn about eight times in one game, <laughs> just getting disorientated. But, well, no, I
1: mean, that, that sounds good because it just shows the sort of players they're going to play there if they're comfortable, to they only have two vials.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, they, and, and you've got lunch in the cost as well, which some sites have stopped doing now. So, I mean, for the, for the money, it was a really hmm. good day. It was I mean, I think it was about £30, £30 £35 from memory. But, yeah, know. Um, you know, with lunch thrown in and having a day of airsoft with no issues at all, mm. the, the the only minor niggle I had was when I had my hand up at the end of the day and I still got shot in the face because there was literally nowhere to go. But at the end of the day, but in the dark, happens. people aren't always paying attention. They're quick on the triggers in a CQB oh, site. CQB yeah, so, yeah, I was pissed off at the time, but... I've got over it because it's like well yeah okay I couldn't go anywhere he's just pulled the trigger yeah
1: yeah as long as it's not like um, you know malicious you don't you've got to Kept no, exactly. it I, um, I'm yeah, not exactly. a, I'm not very good at CQB I'll have you know I, um, I've i done it once I went to the mall yeah Um. Yeah, I've got an itchy trigger finger I am not very good at CQB so I just went <laughs> with Mark Hutchins and he kept running around the corner and he's on my team and I just kept shooting him and it just didn't go well. Um, then I shot another person on my team and I said, I'm going to have to quit this. It's tough. CQB is underrated. You know, people think that people underrate how, how hard it is. I found it really difficult. Yeah. Um, you've got to be quick, but you've also got to be a bit smart. Maybe I'm... Maybe I'm yeah. sure. I mean, I think it's, that's what it's, it's got also
0: of people it. come... Coming- it's also people coming from woodland sites as well, where it's very it's very different because it's it's a lot more open. It's much I find it's much slower paced. I mean, mm. we had an issue. We we had a game at the mall. It was a private game actually. It was a load of guys from work for one of the lads' birthday and a load of his friends on the other team. Yeah. So it was a little bit unbalanced. But <laughs> um, I've 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 gone up into the top bit where the soft play area was onto that balcony. Yeah. yeah. In the main concourse and I've. I've seen one guy, I can't see arm armbands, it was pitch black, and I've just gone, are you on the green team, I think it was, and he didn't answer. So I've then gone and proceeded to clear the balcony, as I've got to the end of it, one of the guys has gone, I'm on your ah, uh, and as, as I've shot him, he's just gone, ah. <laughs> uh. But I've literally wiped out my entire team on that balcony, and then had to hold it until they got back from respawn. No, I but I that I mean, were, I showed, it loved. shows how... Yeah, it was it was quite funny because uh, we we'd been taking the piss out of one of the lads all night for literally shooting all of his own team rather than the other team. We were all joking. <laughs> we put the armbands on just to stop him shooting us. And then, but, it was um, yeah, but um, and then it was me. Yeah, <laughs> but it just shows you as well, like CQB. Things can change so quick when things like that happen as well. And mm. I don't think people can appreciate how it is especially coming from the much slower pace that the sniper boys do for example
1: exactly I mean that's my thing I, I do like to move fast to the, as fast as you can go When I like to stalk fast I like you know obviously I wear a lead suit I only snipe but I like to move fast and get into try and get yeah. into good positions um, but yeah CQB is that's my thing I've come from distance and I'm shooting out at a long range with a single shot and going into using a pistol or I actually took an MP7 I had a TM MP7 yeah. Um, beautiful little gun and be, but like you're probably in the mags before you you know set in like a second so I was like yeah. changing mags quite often um, but yeah so I've tried to go in from the, from the woodland woodland side for the CQB was a bit tough I'm, I'm going to try it again I think you guys are like talking you're talking about something potentially happening soon
0: yeah we're looking at the uh, guys from the Netherlands and Belgium and that coming over mm. aren't we which is a sort of scum shoppy event that we're trying to put together where at the end of the day it could be good business as well because we can invite people who may use the business or consider using the business down to the Mm. game as well so they can meet the guys behind it and see just what a open company it is as such that's
1: yeah exactly and that's kind of what I wanted to get out with saying because I mean people it's difficult you don't really meet these people but like yeah I mean Barry and Wes are are awesome um yeah and Dan is like so helpful to anyone I mean when we went to France I barely spoke to him because the whole time he was checking everyone's rifles and um, <laughs> because he just really does enjoy it, and there's no, he that's like his passion, and to build yes. something. When someone brings something up to him, and then they leave with that smile on their face, that's what he was. He said that to me. That's what I like to see. That you know, and it is. It yeah. really is his passion. So yeah, I mean, if we can set an event up and get loads of people down, just just to have a good game of Earth off that would be great. I mean, I might get yeah, out, awesome. if I take you big and I'm a bit of shit, but
0: <laughs> it's alright. We can teach you. Yeah.
1: Thanks,
0: <laughs> Thanks, So, for, for the guys listening who've not necessarily considered using Skirmshop before, what would you say to them to consider going and looking at the website?
1: Well, our parts are getting, you know, we're getting a lot, lot more stock now, um, and more variety. Things are starting to work out. The UK market's a little bit different to the Netherlands and Europe, so we're getting a little bit, little bit different stock for them. Um, yeah. What I would say is, drop down a message. He's always on there. If you want to upgrade the sniper rifle, obviously everyone kind of knows we have the best parts which you can kind of get to build a rifle there. And now with Dan and Dan in there full time, we've got the knowledge. So I mean, drop down a message, and we can always work something out. Well, a lot of things are people who are missing as well. If you want to just buy a bucket, um, you know, we refund um, we refund postage to a degree on everything because we don't want. That's the thing. We're not trying to rip money out of everything because. We wanna, you know, be reasonable. So if it's a bucking we send it royal mail and or, you know, any small any small part really. And a lot, I think yeah. a lot of people don't know that. Um so yeah, if you're listening and you wanna you want something small, even to try out and yeah, definitely my what I say is drop down a message because he will give you any advice you need to build really the best rifle you can. Um Yeah. That's kind of Sorry, it. Sorry, I, yeah, I was
0: going to say, for, for the guys as well who may want to pop down, uh, where are where are they located? We Sorry,
1: are where located, are you located? Well, unit, the, the unit's located in Lewis, which is uh, just outside of Brighton. It's yep. not, we're not exactly a shop, we're, you know, really is a warehouse. We're starting to work in, on the inside, because we do want people, you know, Dan has quite a few people local come down and collect stuff and chat and help, and he'll help them set their rifle there and stuff. Um So we are trying to fancy it, tie it up a little bit because it really is a bit of a warehouse. Um, So yeah, the footfall isn't great. You know, we're off off on a farm, but it is a nice little area to come down. Um, You can, you know, test rifle there and stuff like that. So the farm is really cool who owns it. Um, Yeah, yeah, just outside of Brighton. So if you're around that area, then drop down a message and uh, yeah, pop in. It's nice because you can actually see what you can buy. There's, It's just really, really kicked off lately. The stock now is is huge, really. We've got so much stuff. Um, Even down to, like, a lot of stuff we don't know, you know, like dry lube and stuff like that, uh, some different spray paints, anything to, you know, start crafting. Leaf suits, obviously all the parts, barrels. We've got in some TNT barrels, which have just gone like Um, hotcakes. But like that, for example, that was something Dan reviewed a long time ago. Then, when he had, when he was able to, when he had the funds to, um, he started stocking them because he believed in the part. He's tested it, he reviewed it, he thinks it's a good part, and he, he wanted people to use it as well. Um, and it's yeah. nice because you kind of see instant changing of people that you secondly put out some content on it and said we've got them in stock. People are buying it and testing it out, and I, you know, I've only really heard really good things about it, um, which is, you know, good yeah. news. So I kind of, I, thought, yeah. I see what everyone buys, because I pack, I, pack, I like to pack the packages. I really get a bit of weird enjoyment out of that. Um, so I do yeah. that on a Monday. Um, so yeah, so it's gone crazy. Obviously, the 150mm um, MK23 bowels came back in stock, and that was just crazy. That literally every order was a 150mm <laughs> MK23 bowels, which is awesome. But at the same time, I do sit there and think, shit, 99% of the sniping community of an MK23 can now probably shoot 70, 80 metres. Um, so... Airsoft sniping is going to get a lot harder because everyone's getting much better rifles and pistols now, and the ghillie yeah. suit stuff. Everyone's crafting some real, you know, real good stuff, um, which I think is cool. That has been like for me for airsoft. That was the biggest thing that it became. You know, the few people I saw built putting out content, building leaf suits, and now you look on the sniper ops group and it is literally flooded. And I love seeing everyone posting in their progressions. Um, yeah people boiling up leaves and their wives must be in the background going what are you doing you up
0: yeah I've, I've been noticing that I've, I'm, a, I'm actually in the group albeit I don't partake in the sniper ops I like to see mm. what's going on and keep an eye on what's going on in that side of the community as well because it does genuinely interest me watching these developments of the people going right I want to change my ghillie a little bit and all that and I've got to say the lads behind it as well are creating some awesome content to yes, keep cool. the community engaged and showing how it goes but at one point i did want to touch on quickly that you you raised was about how the stock is is different between the netherlands and the uk so obviously the netherlands have different laws as well i believe haven't they just banned anything weighing over point 0.4 in bbs as well
1: not sure on that one not, i
0: thought i, I heard somewhere on the grapevine that they're because of um
1: Ah, Oh, I know, I did hear something about this. There are... Apparently, yeah, I've been talking to... Well, reading on a few things, and, um... Apparently it's not... Yeah, it's not in the best place over... Belgium sort of... Belgium and Netherlands sort of way of what's going on. Um... Yeah. I'm not 100% sure exactly what has happened over there. But I know it's very tough. Like, the Netherlands can't sell guns. So, um... I think you have to have a proper firearms licence. You have to be, like, the equivalent of an RFD over here. Um... Yeah. to be able to sell guns. So that's the major difference in our stock. Um, obviously we can sell riffs. Um, yeah, you can
0: sell is, the Mark 23s, the SRSs, the, uh, yeah, we've just the got, VSRs.
1: Yeah, we've just got in loads of stuff, um, we've just, yeah, we've just got loads of SRSs in. Um, because that's still, you know, surprisingly, I mean, every, the amount we sold already and the amount that everyone's bought and the amount see still filled, there still is a demand for them. Um They are a cool platform, never really my sort of thing. I like the long, traditional M700 sort of rifle. That's always my look. Um, But, yeah, I mean, what I've seen other people achieve with that gun, that platform, is impressive. So I can see why people buy them. And I think people just like to play around. So I see a lot of people buying SRS, and then they'll buy, like, three different barrels, and they have all these different barrel setups and everything else. And I think that's pretty cool. People just like messing about as long as they've got the fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, having seen it for the first time in person at IWA, when I met yourself and Barry Mm. in that, actually, um, Barry was really, really excited to show me. He was like a kid at Christmas that he was showing someone new the SRS. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I have to say, I am really impressed with the quality of their product, the build quality. It is, as I said in previous episodes, like having a real gun in your hand, but it fires a 6mm BB.
1: It definitely is. It reminds me of... of because I've, I've you know i've i've tried in the past quite a lot of deactivated guns as well and it reminds yeah. me of when you pick up a thompson 1928 thompson it yep. just feels different and yeah it feels real obviously they're all all real but when you pick that up compared to like an m1 carbine which you literally can lift up your pinky it's just yeah. you know that that reminds me of like i'm not slagging it off because i love the vsr but it is more of the vsr a bit more toy but yeah the srs yeah. you pick it up and it's a gun you know you feel like yeah this is a, this feels real um which actually when dan bought out the wasp that was my when I, I shot the i shot the uh i think i might have been one of the first to shoot the prototype for the, for the VSR. Yeah. and the thing i loved about it was the re- a little bit of recoil it gave um because yeah. i love realism you know because we all kind of do this for a bit of realism we're a little bit like toy soldiers but I, yeah, I love that A little bit of, little bit more. Cause I mean, I run the Wolverine bolt system in the VSR and there's nothing. It's just, that's the only downfall of the thing. It's literally like a pea shooter. It has the, the bolt pulls nothing and the trigger pulls nothing. It sounds of nothing and there's, you know, there's nothing, no movement. Like you don't even have the spring twanging. It's just nothing. Yeah. And that is a bit of the ruiner for me. So I actually got Dan to build me a VSR with the wasp so I can have that spring. Which is what
0: yeah. I like, <laughs> yeah. I uh, go, go back to the SRS as well. One thing that I don't think people realise is how good that bloody suppressor is. <clears> it's <throat> unreal. It is. It, it acts like a real suppressor. Yeah, it does. I and don't get fr-
1: it. One of my friends just put that suppressor onto a VSR, um, yeah. and it looks amazing and it sounds amazing. So yeah, it's cool. I mean, the Mk23 suppressor for the which Silbat release is. It's a bit bigger in width, yeah. but it works. And yeah. you look looking at engineering of that. I just you, everything's made well, um, yeah. and I think when you're spending, you know, we spend a lot of money on this stuff. You want it to be that way. That's you want it to be quality. You want it to last. So no, they do. They do build some quality stuff
0: yeah it's awesome and uh, they, they are a cracking company and it's good to see more retailers stocking them uh, what's mm. what's in the future for scum shop then
1: well I think No, Dan's But you can tell there. us that
0: Dan's not going to kill you for telling us yeah
1: I said to him earlier on I'm going to have a chat uh, with the chair stuff later on and he's like no he's fine um, we want to start doing I don't know what to say um, I think it'd be all right. Yeah, I want to, we want to start doing um, you know, pre-upgraded rifles, because as I said, there's not a lot of people, not everyone can tech. You know If I come to a shop, I can't tech. Yeah. Um, when you've got someone like Dan there, it's just gold, you No know, one can really build a sniper rifle better than this guy. So if you can get one built from this guy, um, and you haven't got that knowledge, you know like everyone went charlton onto the SSG because they, it was promoted as you don't have to tech it. Yeah. um that i think i don't know whether it's going to happen i always try and track it in there it's very time consuming the issue but i think that hopefully will be something coming in the future only because i think it'll open up the doors a lot to a lot more people who can then get involved with scum shop because you haven't just got the uh you haven't just got the you know the tech savvy guys you've got the you know the starter uppers as well coming in and realistically as dan's done some posts before you can build a rifle on a budget and a good rifle, which shoots, you know, shoots well. So, hopefully, in the future, we will have a range that can just be purchased. Um, so that is really, yeah, what we're trying to do. We're just trying to build the warehouse. We're trying to get. I'm very keen on getting a lot more products. Um, I just want to be able to give more. So when people can come on the site, they can just kind of like a one-stop shop. You know, kind of get everything. Um, yeah. AEGs have never really been. We're not. I don't think that's ever going to be on the cards. Um, I couldn't say for certain but from conversation. conversations MDR
0: cough MDR cough
1: <laughs> yeah that's yeah obviously that's a bit different because obviously it's branded with the Silverback stuff um I just don't know whether the whole shebang there's a lot of AGs out there um there's a lot no, of that's work involved thing. in AGs you've, you've, a lot of tech um yeah I don't know whether that's going to happen um maybe one maybe one day I mean I can genuinely see Scrum Shop going really big um, and becoming a really large retailer, as long as we just keep doing what we're doing, you know, I think we should just keep keep everything right, be honest, um, try and keep giving value to the community, listening to what people want, and stock what people want. Um, yeah. I think we should go far. That's the plan. And it's going
0: to be good to be there for the journey with it as
1: well. Yeah, no, no, it's good. Uh, that's exactly what You know, the family—that's what we want. The big family. Um, and I think we, you know, it's kind of got that. I think Barry kind of started building that before. Um, that's important to him and it's nice to see really with Barry, what I loved about him is he's not, he's not driven by money, um, yeah. Dan's not driven by money, Wes isn't driven by money and I, that, I'm not driven by money and that, that was important to me because it's, I think you, your judgment and decision making is very clouded when you're judged, when you're, when you're just all you want is bucks in the bank. Um, got None of these guys are about that. I mean, I don't ever actually hear Dan ever talk about making money that's not his thing, his is just like let's make shit happen. And that's yeah. kind of what I like about him and going in the warehouse. Because so, yeah,
0: one thing that's built up in the background is this community of all the guys that are helping out which I'm fortunate hmm. enough to be a part of as well. Um, and all, all we see is, right okay, we've got this coming out and then instantly you'll see the guys creating something to post up about it. Yeah, they'll want to be
1: part of it. Which is wicked. Um, which I think is Good for them as well. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's just good for everyone because obviously we try and look after them. Like the affiliation we have with Shot, uh with Sniper Ops as well. Um, over the over the period, as we're getting new parts out, we like to, you know, some of the guys there who send them out parts and almost gestures of thanks and you know, just trying to support the guys who support us. You know, that's yeah, that's, that, I think that's kind of the way life should be. Yeah, no, the is family really... is growing.
0: Yeah, it is, it is definitely, and um, there's been some new people announced at the time of this recording as well. So we've got a couple of
1: Ooh. new people on board as well. Which, I don't even know. If, that, that's how. That's how not. That's how unimportant I am for Scrum Shop. <laughs> Didn't even
0: know. <laughs> uh, we'll,
1: we'll chat. We'll chat after the episode
0: because it might have just gotten missing in the group chat. That yeah, was maybe probably muted. We'll have a look. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we've spoken about Skirm shop. Obviously, you said you began with an AEG and moved into the sniping. How did you get the name Sneaky Blinder? Oh,
1: I don't know. I wrapped my brains. I saw all these other fancy bastards with their fancy names, and I was like, oh, "What can I have?" And I did. I wrapped my brains for ages, and then one day I thought of um, pretty obviously it comes from the Peaky Blinders, and I just yeah, come. I don't know. It just popped into my head, Sneaky Blinder. And the second time, it, had a ring to it, yeah. But the only problem is, it's been changed a lot. So I, when I dropped James, when I took James the first ever France event, um, Sasha, the guy who runs it, he uh, yeah. he introduced James to everybody and said, "Oh, kicking Mustangs here," and a lot of people, you know, he had a really good reception. Then um, he said, "Oh, clean shots here," and everyone went, "Whoa!" cheers. And then he, everyone looked over at me, thinking, "Who's this guy?" And then he goes, <laughs> and. The driver! I shouted, the driver! And <laughs> after that, I was known as a fucking sneaky driver, which I probably shouldn't say here yeah, because there's quite a lot of people listening to this. But yeah, it does get changed a bit. But no, i come up with that name. I haven't produced a logo or anything cause to be honest, I really have. I've concentrated so much on this shotgun thing this year. And I kind of said to myself, I can't do two, I can't do both. Because um, obviously, Skirmish Shot, scum, sorry, not Skirmish Shot, obviously Airsoft falls on the weekend, on the Sunday. Um, and yeah. most competitions for clay shooting fall on the Sunday which is yeah. a difficult one to juggle um, so I did say this year I'm really concentrating on Scrum Shop other business ventures that I've been doing um, and the clay shooting um, so yeah then I've got a new name for the clay shooting so the Sneaky Pine is kind of on hold but hopefully yeah. I'll bring it back
0: well, let's, let's move on to the clay shooting because um, yeah. this is something I've just had a go at uh, a couple oh, of sure. weeks back now and i really enjoyed it
1: you were pro weren't you like you missed a few uh four out of 32
0: yeah a you better than me but um yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna be honest they were fucking easy you know they were just <laughs> it was literally, up um
1: yeah, well,
0: yeah it was a uh, experience day that i got at christmas uh, Off my parents, was something a bit different, and uh, basically you turn up, you got your cup of tea and your bit of cake when you got there. Uh, it was down in Dartford. What cake did uh, you get? This is important. Uh, it was a big, like I think it was a white chocolate chip and raspberry muffin, but this thing yeah. was the size of my face. <laughs> right, okay. It was massive. I, I think I think they're the Costco ones. No they're huge if you ever see them in Costco they are literally the size of your <laughs> face it's unreal but uh, then obviously they go to us right okay if you can be here at this point which was like this blue wagon they had parked up at uh 5 to 12 then we'll take you over so we walk out and it was um the guy he, his instruction was really quick and really basic but it worked right so so what he what he did when you when you went up to the fine point he'd go right okay your your first 10 um, you fire one uh, the second ten once everyone's done the first lot will be something else and then you to do your next twelve which was one of each of the two so the first one was straight up into mm-hmm. the air um, and then the second lot was straight out in front of you uh, yeah, no so eight, they had yeah. the trap set up and it just fired out into the distance kind of thing then the uh, the third lot they did the one from in front of you going out followed by one going up so mm-hmm. um I mean it, it's probably fairly simple to uh, someone who's been doing it a while. But yeah. I'm sat there going, I've only ever been a target shooter. Yeah. I'm it's so different. I'm, I'm not used to things moving. But no. like literally all he did was when he walked up to the point he got the he got the cartridge and he goes, Right, imagine this is the clay with a cartridge on the site. Goes mm. right, this is where you want it to be, and it worked every time. Like, if if you were slightly higher as well, I don't know how he did it because I don't know where my shots are going yeah. when you just firing into the sky. But he's like, Yeah, that was slightly over the top with one of them or something. I was like, Oh, how the fuck did you how see you that?
1: Know? It's experience. Yeah. I mean, with, well, with my clay shooting, what happened was my dad, my dad wanted to get back into shooting, he shot years and years and years ago, and I've always wanted to do it, just never really had the confidence to do the do it and as you know you kind of look at it as a bit of a dead end it's different to airsoft you just don't buy an airsoft gun and crack on with the shooting yeah. you're like well i've got to get a license and how do i do that and there is you know i feel like there are a few little gateposts you've got to jump over to start um but then yeah just fell in love with the whole thing um i, I've, I did a couple of those well, one of those i went on a stag do and they are similar targets you say they're easy my dad is all my dad always says to me because i get frustrated when i miss what i call an easy target and he always says, son, yeah. they're only easy when you hit them. And that is the truth. I'm now yeah. finding the little stuff, the close-up stuff, the stuff you look at and think, Jesus, I can't miss that, that's the stuff I'm struggling on. Um, yeah. And I think because I take for granted that it's so close to me and I overlead it and, yeah, it's, it's a tough game, um, but it is amazing. Like, it really is. It's changed. It's I don't know, it's like, it's given me like a new, new life it sounds crazy but it kind of has I've completely fallen in love with the sport Um, I've got some real big goals this year I wanted to I wanted to really uh, you know this year I want to there's a competition called the talent pool at my local club and I want to win it and you win a year's um, you win a year's sponsorship and they prepare you um, for the British Open and it's only for novices complete novices and um, so I started shooting in January uh, if anyone is ever thinking about it, listening to this, thinking I'd love to give Clay Shooting a go, do it. Go, to a, find, go on the CPSA website, so literally CPSA, um, which is Clay Pigeon Shooting Association. Top. Click on nearby, find a place that is close to you. Go down there, book in a, you know, like a have-a-go session. Um, kind sure. of like what you did. Uh, and it's essentially, you, you know, you pay, you have a, you have a small amount of tuition. But it gets a gun in your hand, it gets you behind the gun, and you can actually fire some shots. See if you like it or not. Some people don't like it. My girlfriend cried, like, straight away when she shot it. Um, <laughs> it scared her a bit. But if you're thinking about it, go and do it, because I assure you you'll love it. I don't know anyone who shoots it and goes, oh, that was shit. You yeah, know? I mean,
0: that's the thing that got me about it. Like I said, I was I was like, I've done stake targets, so I'm not expecting to hit anything. And I was coming away like... Fucking hell, yeah. I've,
1: I actually did alright on this. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's it, and it makes you want to go back. Um, I really yeah. hope you get into it. I mean, it's it's a bit different to the airsoft thing on the social side. Um, you, The client, but, you know, the people who do it are a lot different. You know, the age is a lot older, a lot older yeah. client base there. Um, but then, at the same time, there's a lot of young people there, too. And what you find yeah. is they're very open to talk to the younger guys. Um, Yeah. Because... I'm starting to see, because obviously I set up a social media profile on it, I'm starting to see big, big similarities in it. Um, but the difference is you can't do anything like tech-wise, which is missing, because then instantly you lose that bit of community um, yeah. to discuss. You know, you don't, and there's a lot of question, ans- question asking, but really, essentially, a shotgun's a shotgun. It, it fires a shot, and they'll kind of do the same job. Um, obviously, there are differences which then come down to cost and whatnot. But, yeah, anyone who's thinking about it, please go out, have a go session, and it's piece of piss to get your licence. As long as you're not a criminal, uh, you know, or you're going to use it for bad intentions, you're going to pretty much get your licence sorted. I mean, mine came through in four days um, yeah. after having a meeting with the firearms officer. So it's so easy to do. So what's your plan? I want to know. Are you gonna, do you think you're going to go and have a shoot? Yeah,
0: we've got a club near us. Um, I don't know... It's been, a, it's been a long time since I went up there. I used to go air rifle shooting up there as well, but that mm. side seems to have died down. But um, I don't know what the membership are like because they sort of posted up in January. We've got a few members places left for the year kind of thing. So oh, I, wow. I'm going to have a chat with them, yeah. uh, speak to them, see what it's like, because it is literally about 10 minutes up the road from me, <laughs> this place. Bastards, yeah. um, failing that, I'd go back to where I went at the weekend in Dartford. Um it's literally, do you remember the sandpit, the yes, SF site?
1: I was unfortunate enough to never, never go.
0: Oh, I was, well. Started airsofting, oh,
1: and I didn't airsoft that long, so I started airsofting, and then as I was just, I went to go there one day, uh, decided not to, because I think, I don't even know why, I think I might have got a bit anxious that I was going by myself, and turned around and went to another site, which I knew, and then they shut down them like two weeks later.
0: Oh, uh, because I was driving down and I was like, we're near sand sandpit. I haven't been. Yeah. This, since This place closed like two years ago,
1: isn't it? And, um, isn't it similar? Isn't it, an, isn't it a quarry or something as well where they shoot into? Uh, uh,
0: the, one, the, the one at Dartford is like um, It's basically a dip in the ground, basically, effectively, um, mm. and there's sort of woodland all round it. So you drive out into the woods. In fact, it was quite ominous following a bloke into the woods when he's got a shotgun in his hand <laughs> yeah. and all the cartridges. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah it, it was it was a good little club. Uh, there was a fair few points around as well because it literally just you pulled up and it sounded like World War 3 had broken out yeah but um, yeah I'm, I'm going to give it a go I'm going to go down to the club see about getting my membership and then go from there see yeah, if cool. I can get my I mean, licence done get your and,
1: license.
0: Yeah. Uh, one get, thing get I will
1: outside. say is make sure when you go and get a gun whether it costs you £400 or £4000 make sure you get it from the right place somewhere you trust and somewhere where they can make sure it fits because it doesn't matter what you have to buy a gun that fits and I yeah. made this mistake. So on what I've got, this is a bit of a shameless plug, but on, uh, so on Instagram, um, I've got a set up a profile, which is the Clay Journey. And what I want to do, what I'm trying to achieve on there is documenting the whole journey. So from start to finish, the day I get my license, I'm going to try and compete in some of the biggest competitions in the UK. That is my goal. It's a tough yeah. goal. There's a lot of good shooters out there, but I believe I can do it. But yeah, go on, yeah, take a look at that. But I've, from the hot from start to finish, that's how you get your life and this is the gun you get. Biggest mistake I made, yeah. when I went and bought a gun from somewhere and I didn't have a clue, I listened to them, they said, Yeah, it fits great. It didn't fit for shit. It was a million miles away. Um and then I had to spend another two hundred and something pounds getting the comb cut and raise so I could raise it so it actually yeah. fit. Second that gun was fit under my cheek, I was hitting everything. So yeah. it kind of is pointing the shooting. A lot of it is very natural as well. Um so just make sure when you go and buy a first gun make sure it bloody fits
0: yeah that's, that's that's the thing I'd be doing I'd be looking for a decent retailer and going down there and going right okay what can I do how can yeah, I get this started I and... have this
1: budget this is what you know yeah. this is what I have so make me great
0: i suppose in a way though it's a bit of a disadvantage because it's not like airsoft where you can
1: go and try these things out before you buy is it that's the tough thing and this is what I'm I believe there are a couple of places around the country where you can, but this is like key. I mean, I'm sitting there thinking if you find somewhere in a very central location, it isn't too far from a lot of major towns or cities to get to. And you had that sort of, you had a premises where you could go and try these guns and because that really is what you want. You want to be able yeah. to shoot a thing and it's an awful lot of money to be spending if you don't get on with a gun. So my dad yeah, bought exactly. a gun, he bought a gun and he really didn't get on with it. Um, and. Funny enough, the guy who bought the guy who my dad bought it secondhand, but it was literally brand new. And apparently, the guy tried yeah. it four or five times and he took it back, and he he couldn't get on with it. Um, dad did the same thing, but he kept it. Um, so then he then went and bought because he didn't try it. Then he went and got a, got a brownie, and now he's in love with it because it fits him well. And yeah, so it is. If you can get that, if you could bloody set up a shop with a range to test shotguns. Well, and you had the good knowledge. Yeah, you would. You'd definitely be winning.
0: Yeah, it's n- it's not like America where you can literally just walk into a place. <laughs> yeah. and Yeah. Like, oh yeah, let's go around the corner and try it, kind of yeah. thing. Or let's go out into the desert and have a go, or whatever.
1: No, it's just it's not. not the,
0: it's, it's not that culture over here, unfortunately. The rules are um, a lot
1: more slack. Definitely. Um, what well, the other yeah. thing actually, what I was going to go back to is it's very different to air, even airsoft and the shooting side, and right and rifle shooting because yeah. you, when you smash up a shotgun. It's very hard to know why. Um, you can't see the shot and yeah. the clay is tiny. So if you don't hit it, you either hit it or you don't. And that's it. So yeah. really the key is when you start working out, why did I miss that? And you knew you were behind it or you knew you shot above or you know you didn't give it enough lead. That's when you can really start progressing and getting a lot better. But then you can start adjusting it. Um, one thing I will say as well is if you start clay shooting, do not get disheartened in the beginning because it is very tough, so you, the first time, you might, you'll probably shoot really well, and that's because you're not thinking about it, um, yeah. and the one that's happened to me, I shot amazing, I thought, wow, I'm going to be pro in weeks, this is amazing, and then you go back, and once you start thinking about it, you miss everything. Um, yeah
0: it's overthinking the situation you're in I suppose isn't
1: it yeah just don't just try not to think about it Um, but you know naturally you will because you want to progress and get better so just don't be disheartened when you absolutely go 20 steps backwards Um, I'm no pro now I mean I've been shooting 6 months but I shoot a lot I really do I really shoot a lot last week I think I shot 1200 cartridges in a week and like that's a lot of shooting I mean I know but I'm really trying to get you know good fast and it isn't something you can rush, though. I mean, a lot of people say it's just experience. It's almost like you have to have that muscle, that muscle memory and the memory, you know, getting that little bit of... I've seen that clay before. Subconsciously, you know where to shoot it. Um, yeah. That's what you've got to kind of learn. It's like a dictionary of clay shots. But, no, it's good sport, and it is quite sociable. Um, but yeah, same damn as airsoft. You also get The only thing is I'm going to have to get a second
0: wardrobe for all the tweed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not so. I see. I haven't really done much. I haven't done any of that shooting yet, and I look at like the um, the moleskin trousers and the briefs and I'm like uh, You know I, exactly what I on about. Yeah, I'm just. Not, I think I've like, got
0: my next airsoft loadout for the winter sorted.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just, don't think, I just don't think I'm gonna look good in that. Um, but I guess who cares? I mean, I did do a really interesting thing. The guy, I met a guy. You know, at OWA, I was really intrigued to meet him. He's backed by Beretta, and he's just real and i loved his instagram profile he's got quite a big following and he just really shoots crows he's a, um there's a lot of pest control he lives up in the lake district and when i met him in iwa i made it my i made it my goal you know to go meet him and chat to him and he was wicked yeah. and he gave me so much advice um and he you know we exchanged numbers and whatnot and then he said invited me up to go and shoot some crow you know shoot some live um live birds where he lives. um so he was doing some crop protection and so I went up there for the weekend, and we were decoying. And I'm not much of a killer, um, so it was a bit tough for me at the beginning. And yeah. I just kind of have quite a high regard for any sort of existence. Um, then once he started explaining to me of why he's doing this, um, and you start actually seeing the other beautiful and beautiful birds that have, you know, come back in that area because of the crow, the, the crow, you know, the, the, the you know the culling he's been doing on the crows, you kind of see a reason why. Um, I shot yeah. a few. I'm not going to lie, I wasn't, like, really happy with myself
0: <laughs> for doing it.
1: Um, yeah. You know, because it's just kind of not much of a killer. But, yeah, that was so different. Bird birch shooting, it, like, you know, decoy and flight line shooting is tough. Yeah. Real tough. Um,
0: yeah, I can imagine, because it's not on a sort of continuous trajectory like a exactly. is
1: it? Yeah, they're so, I mean, crows are so smart. Um, the yeah. second they see anything, which is a tiny bit out of place, they are gone. Um, pigeons, a little bit, little bit more stupid um they just kind of think shit they're feeding there and then they just fly in but at the same time they're yeah. really fast um they're like little rockets so yeah i, I missed way more than i could hear um but that was quite a cool aspect as well but that was just nice meeting someone um who was just a decent guy and he just loves shooting he's like he shoots every night i mean shooting is his like life um yeah, yeah that was a pretty cool aspect of it that's pretty
0: cool so it is opening more doors for you as well giving you an appreciation of other shooting sports and airsoft in a way as well isn't it
1: yeah it has but then it's odd because the amount I've been still been shooting I couldn't wait to get back out and shoot my sniper rifle my VSR I literally couldn't yeah. wait and it was France was amazing And I, now because I'm not airsoft stopping every weekend like I was before sometimes Saturday and Sunday now I'm really getting a nice appreciation for when I get that rifle in my hand and I'm out there actually, you know, getting some good kills. And this thing is, it is very different hunting. I enjoy the aspect of the airsoft for me is the hunting. And I like yeah. hunting, essentially I'm hunting other humans. And, um, and I love that. So you can't do that when, when you're in, in a clay stand, you know, these, as you said, the same trajectory, it's kind of practice, practice, practice. Airsoft's yeah. different. It's, it's very unpredictable. And however alert you might think a crow is, a human is very, very smart, you know? Um, yeah. So I love the stalking aspect and just trying different techniques, trying to get as far as possible, close I can get to someone before I Mk23 em And so yeah, no, I did. I, I do miss airsoft. So I need to get on, actually, get on some Milsims and get back out there.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens over the uh, coming months, both with the airsoft with Skirm Shop and with the clay stuff as well uh, especially if I'm going to start getting into it I'll, I'll keep you informed as well with what's going on so no, dude, I'd love that. to come and
1: shoot yeah I'd love to come and shoot as well with you and uh, I'm no pro but I'm sure I could you know help you out a little bit on the small yeah. amount of knowledge I have you know I have grasped but yeah it's a, bit, it's a big game so and it's a long game this is what everyone tells me you know you've got to practice for a long long time I mean, the thing yeah, where not, I'm looking... It's not
0: like Airsoft where you can just jump straight into it and off you go the thing, is And it? you're pretty good, yeah.
1: Um, like, I look, I and mean, it's a bit daunting, Like you could easily say, no, I'm never going to get there. Because you look at some of the scores that people come in with and you just think, how? How am I going to beat that? Like, there's a guy that shoots in my club, Richard Ford, and um, he actually, I think, he owns a, he owned a clay, you know, the playground. And um, he's just phenomenal, man. He just, you know, when you're shooting the comps, the majority of them out of 100 on the English scores it. And he'll he shoot 100 like, or 99. And you're like, you can't yeah. beat him because he's shooting what, the best you can shoot. Um, yeah. So that is a bit daunting. But then, I, you know, he got there. So I kind of think, why can I or why can anyone? Um, yeah, exactly.
0: So yeah. It's achievable goals at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't, you know, at the moment, I've got to be realistic. I'm shooting like 70% and on a practice, 70 to 80% on a practice. Practice plays are very different to the competition stuff as well. You get out there and go, Jesus Christ, I've never seen this before. This is miles away and flying over my head. That's, I haven't seen that sort of play. So you, you know, you miss a lot more in the comp side. Um, so really it is about when you're practicing, getting out to the different grounds and shooting, seeing different targets. Because you kind of, I live really close to a very good playground and I get sucked into going there a lot because it's so close and I feel so comfortable there. At the same time, I'm only seeing a very select amount of targets. So I need
0: to spread yeah. my wings, really. Yeah, we'll, we'll sort something out definitely. Yeah, we we'll definitely, get in touch I'm well about that. that. But um, unfortunately, I think we're out of time now. No, it's fine. <laughs> um,
1: we've gone on. But, I've gone on. I talk loads. I'm sorry. sorry no, it's everyone.
0: fine. It's been really interesting listening to not just the skirmish shop stuff and the sniping stuff, but the clay stuff because yeah. at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, we're all interested in guns of different kinds. So if we can open up the doors to another sport as well to go alongside our soft hobbies and, um, exactly. it'll be awesome to see more people out in the shooting grounds but no. yeah we, we are out of time this week thanks again for coming on Kenny no, where, can yeah. um,
1: where can the guys get in touch with you yeah sorry where right? can people get in touch with um, you yeah on, on the clay journey so on, on instagram um, it's at the underscore clay underscore journey um, or Kenny Allison on there so It's just yeah come in there drop me a message um, I love it when I get a little PM and have a good chat and if you've got any questions about sh- uh, clay shooting scrum shop airsoft in general just drop me a message and um, yeah I'll get back to you
0: awesome thanks again for your no time no worries. for coming thanks up for having me, mate and uh, as from as from me guys uh, get in touch with me on andy at thechairsoftashow.co.uk looking forward to hearing some suggestions from you guys regarding the show people you want to hear etc etc so get in touch with me via the emails or alternatively on the Instagram or Facebook. Uh, Take care, guys. I'll see you next time. Take your hits, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.
1: Bye, guys.